everybody, welcome back to We and You, where we talk about the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights and a little bit about what's going on in our area. I am Terrence Sullivan. And I'm Brittany Cook. I am recording. Right now? I'm always recording. Oh, great. <laughs> um, so, guess what happened yesterday? What? I woke up in the morning already pretty excited because I had like nothing planned to do for the day. But I perused Twitter only to find a notification that Allison Kinney is following me on Twitter. I saw that. I fangirled so hard. I can't even explain to you because I started this like book review thing on Instagram and Allison Kinney's book Hood was probably like the second one that I reviewed. And it's completely separate from my Twitter account, so I was like, I don't know how she even found me or where this magic came from, but it happened, and <laughs> I'm so excited. It sounds like fate. And I don't even know how to express to her how badly I'm excited, but it's there. Well, you can send her a link to this. <laughs> That's true, I could. <laughs> And send. And she's going to block me. <laughs> We're broadcasting from beautiful downtown Louisville here in the historic Hayburn building. today's show we have the lovely lance newman joining us um lance do you want to introduce yourself hello my name is lance <laughs> and i do things <laughs> what kind of things do you do oh that is uh how, how long is this how long is this radio show no several hats <laughs> several hats that i wear um and uh, i mean we'll get to them but visual <laughs> artists uh, performing artist, uh, grant writer, author, uh, Lord, screen writer, oh, wow. uh, mm -hmm. playwright, um, oh, what else? I already said visual artist. I can juggle real well. Oh. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot <laughs> nice, of stuff. Nice. We might have to see you, that later you, on. You definitely were right. You do things. Got yes. That. He is a creative <laughs> and entrepreneur, right? That's kind of where we're at with all of that. Um, I I like to I like to think of Renaissance Man. I keep going. love yeah. it. Yes. Renaissance Man, it is. That sounds perfect. Um, we might have to, that might be the title of the show. Too. Yeah, I, I already, I already was right. <laughs> <there now. laughs> Lance Newman, Renaissance Man. So we wanted to bring you on today um, more specifically to highlight National Black Poetry Day as a black poet. So I um, learned of you through Poetry Slams in the community. Um, that started before they even kind of moved over to becoming a regular thing at KMAC. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I've been pretty impressed and I've followed you for, goodness, <laughs> probably too many years at this point. Um, <laughs> and so we definitely wanted to bring you on to talk about some of the work that you've done with leading 
um, poetry slams in the community. Um, we want to talk about spread love, of course. Um, and then I also was hoping to get a little feedback from you on Family Feud. <laughs> while we're on nice. There. Okay. <laughs> because Very you nice. made some points that I would like to kind of go in on a little bit more. So, um, yeah, with that, you know, I also hope that you are ready and willing to share some of your poetry with us today. Sure, why not? Wonderful, wonderful. So, I don't do poetry anymore, so you guys are very lucky. Oh, oh I'll take that. We are special. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did get a chance to um, hear your Black Boy Joy, which was put on by Actors Theater. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, Actors Theater approached me um, and wanted me to compile or curate um, uh, a num numerous of, or excuse me, various poems of mine um, in this play type thing. My background, um, I've co-wrote and performed in three poetry operas already. We had the Smoketown Poetry Opera, we had the West End Poetry Opera, and then we had the Blood Always Returns. Um, and these poetry operas were uh, compiled by a group that I helped found called Roots and Wings. Um, so my background was already kind of in that. So when they asked me, I was like, sure, no problem. Um, this was supposed to be, I assume, um, a mirror reflection to Hannah Drake's Fix It Black Girl. Um, and you know, I was here for that. I was, I was ready and willing. Um, so finding Black Boy Joy, when they, at, when they first approached me, I came up with the title immediately. I was like, okay, um, boom. Um, and then I went through the hundreds of poems that I have to try to single it down to like eight um we also had some other poets they allowed me to recruit some um, poets that i know um and also sometimes frequent the poetry slams um and i was able to put their poems in the play as well so that was awesome that was really really great um and i didn't know if you could still find that live out there um if we have a plug for that i'd love to sing it's on youtube that way. wonderful on youtube finding black boy joy um, just to kind of get some background, because like I said, I, I um, came across you going to Poetry Slams, but how did you get there? What brought you into poetry? And what, right. when so, did you man, start slamming? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, you, okay. Uh, Two-part question. Yeah. First part, um, you guys, I've been doing poetry, performing live for 16 years. Wow. Um, oh, wow. In, in Louisville. So you say you follow me for probably the past like three years, four years, maybe that's kind of when about um, 2012. I think I started going into slams. You said 12. Yeah, I'd say about then. <laughs> oh, 2012, 2012. Yeah. Not age 12. 2012. Yeah, no, I was like, sorry, 20, 2012. <laughs> she was a very... Brittany, what, what high school did you go to? Were, I wasn't here then. She was a very forward-thinking 12-year-old. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Good. That is what poetry slams are for, right? We have all, all types of youth. Um, but I was 13 years old. I was 13 years old when I first... Um, performed a poem in front of folk, and it was on 18th and Muhammad Ali. Um, it was a place called Expressions of You Cafe, um, and every Saturday they would have an open mic. So I started performing then, um, and it just followed me throughout my career. I, you know, like, I wrote a poem, and it made my mother cry, oh. and then that's when I knew that, like, okay, this is what I need. This is, <laughs> this is like, the lane. This is what I need to do. Like, 
if I can bring tears to her eyes, I'm doing something right. So, um, I mean, it just followed me. Uh, high school career, uh, frequented the open mics a lot. I hosted um, like youth open mics where I could. It wasn't much access. Um, I, there was no mentors, right? There was nobody uh, that had really. There was older heads. Now, don't you know? Don't get me wrong. My um, peers are. 15 to 20 years older than me right because I was still I was the kid in the poetry scene um and they had all been at these live adult whatever um so left high school went to college in college I met a nonprofit called Greenhouse Communications and I did some internship work for them where they um had a curriculum where they uh, you know related poetry to literary devices and so on and so forth um, it's really kind of where the idea for my um, company, Spread Love Enterprise, came from. So that's another hat. I'm a I'm a teaching artist. I teach uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I teach creative writing and public speaking in uh, schools, community centers, juvenile detention centers, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I phrase it that way as public speaking and creative writing because you know that's what poetry is, right? Or that's what slam poetry is, right? We 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 are used to the written poetry of the dead white guys, Edgar Allan Poe and all of them, right? Mm-hmm. But the oral tradition and the oral um, nature of poetry in all the other indigenous uh, populations, public speaking was like mandatory. So like, um, that's what I, that's a component of my curriculum. So anyway, met them in college, left college, uh, floated around, lived in a few different states where they had like these really solid poetry scenes and just kind of studied them and then came back to Louisville in like 2010. So that's when I started to get my feet on the ground and, you know, build something of substance. Uh, And then the slams happened about five years after that. No, 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 no. You said you went to the slam in 2012. In 2012, it was at Sweet Peaches. We had some at Sweet Peaches. Um, there were a couple of locations. They were kind of bouncing around at that time, I feel yeah. like, a little bit. Yep. Uh, Ooh, you finding are that group. <laughs> Brittany's a day one. <laughs> I, I, I heard. As soon as as soon as soon we started talking about this, she was like, we got to get Lance Newman on. Like, we have to. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, how do you? She was like, oh, yeah, he did this and he did this. So, yeah, this... She's she's been around. I'm fangirling. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I am good at the low key fangirl on the side. <laughs> and so with Whoa. that in mind too, you I know you were taking kind of the idea of trying to bring Slam to Louisville more, and you were doing the convention right, the Southern Fried. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my goodness gracious! So after I kind of got the Slam started, and Slam poetry is. Uh, it's a competition, right? It's very mm-hmm. specific. It's very uh, unique in that it creates this uh, spectacle out of what normal people kind of see as a boring art um, in poetry. So the slam, um, I went to Southern Fry my first year in 2000. Hold on, I've been going for 13 years, seven, 2007. So 2007 was my first Southern Friday, and it was the first time I had ever seen the ocean, right? There's a pond. Louisville is a pond of poetry, and you can be the big fish, but then when the big fish goes to the ocean, you know, what is what is that? 
And I went to Southern Fry for the first time. I placed 44th out of like 150 poets. And you're like, hey, okay, it's the top, you know, 50th That's, percentile, yeah. uh, whatever. The next year in 2008, I came and I placed fourth, right? Wow. So like I saw the bar of what poetry was and I, you know, brought my art to that level. And I realized like for the city to also reach that bar, they have to see the bar and nobody ever wanted to go to Southern Fry. So I was like, okay, I'm going to bring it here. So that way I can't hear any excuses from any of the poets. Like, jump, jump over the bar, y'all. It's right there. <laughs> I like that. That's beautiful, yeah. So with your, your poetry and your work, really, do you have any influences around here of people who really got you more interested or did it just kind of come to you? And you mentioned some of the old heads that were around and maybe just some of them, or was it just something that came to you? And then once you made your mom cry, you're like, yep, I got to do it now. It was definitely something that came to me. And I was like, I was writing, I, I used to remake songs. So I would like change the word of songs and like remix them Sounds so that familiar. there's something else. That, that is that and, is my life right there. Come on. Yeah. There's, a, there's a profession in it, Terrence. Don't give it up. <laughs> don't play with it so like i used to do that all the time and then i finally like wrote a poem that was meant to be said aloud and i said it to my mom and she cried and then she like took the initiative to find outlets so she was like okay this is something he likes let me find where these outlets are they found she found expressions of you and she also entered me into a, a contest a youth uh contest and you know once we found expressions of you then I met all the old heads, you know, like um, Gerald Joyner and Mike B and Advance and, uh, oh, who else? There's so many. Um, and, and, and they definitely, they raised that bar. It's like my, uh, seeing the bar and trying to raise it. So, like, I was just writing poems in my room. Then I went to a room full of poets or full of poems, right, and realized, okay, now it's time for my poems to get somewhere else. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So essentially, at this point, you're helping raise that bar for the children in the community of Louisville. Um, can you talk a little bit on that? And what communities within this city, because we know it's a pretty spread out um, city, are you mostly working with? Right on. Um, yeah, no. So my curriculum is a pipeline. Um, I never, like, <laughs> how, like... When I came back to the city, I was determined to create the avenues and pathways that were not accessible to me as a child. And, you know, that was like, that's just always been my passion. So my curriculum is a three-tier curriculum where we start in the education of poetry and public speaking. The secondary is the actual, like, uh, further, you know, uh, extended education, more education about poetry, but more being in front of audiences and in the third tier um you have your whole career and then you go back and learn the curriculum to teach so you it turns you into a poetry teacher wow. and that has always been the necessity in louisville is like they just need to see the lane there's tons of there's tons of creative people um the second part of your question was was what what areas are you mostly reaching out to? No, you're fine. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, terrible yeah. at asking yeah. <laughs> two-part questions. It is or three or four-part questions. Look, you know, 
Let me calm it down. <laughs> oh, it's part of the job because you guys, you guys can't just take that first. There's like, <laughs> there's layers to the question. Absolutely. And that being said, that's an easy answer. Like, you know, everybody, okay. literally everybody. Like now my work comes from JCPS or came from, thanks COVID, came from um, JCPS for the most part. And JCPS always saw my program um, as one of those minority-led joints. So they would put me in. Actually, they wouldn't even put me in anywhere. JCPS is not. And we don't have to punch nothing. JCPS, give me a shot. Like, <laughs> give me give me a major contract so that I can properly <laughs> facilitate this this evolution in Louisville, please. And thank you. But anyway, the people that reached out was always, um, community bait or those, uh, the schools in the red line, the schools that are the worst, right. They have, they seem to have the teachers that are willing to be flexible and also, um, adapt their lesson plan to something that's more vibrant than what they're normally used to teaching. So a lot of my work has been in, uh, I mean, Mm. You don't, I don't like labeling schools, but it's been all over the city. It's really been okay. all over the city. There's been private schools that have hired me multiple years in a row. Um, and then there's several alternative schools. And then your average kind of magnet programs all uh, use and facilitate my program. Outside of the schools, then what other types of places in the community are you being able to do some of your work and get your, get the word out? Yeah, tons of nonprofits. So, so um, before I like could live off of art, I had nine to fives, and I had to maintain two nine to fives um, to like you know make my ends meet, and then do poetry and my passion on the side. So I would always work for nonprofits uh, that were child based, that were service based, um, like neighborhood house, like. Um, Metro Parks. I worked at a, a few community centers around the city. Okay. Um, and in those places, I would just institute my own programming. Like, hey, you know, at the meeting, um, we're going to do this. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, that's great if you're working in parks and or with some of those community centers. They need programming. And then mm -hmm. to have some positive programming that kids can be exposed to something that they don't even know about. I think that's great. Uh, absolutely. Um, so if somebody is interested in spread love and interested in reaching out to you to have them come out, um, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, Mr. Spread Love, Google Mr. Spread Love or Google Lance Newman and something will pop up to where you can get in touch with me, whether it's social media, my website might pop up, um, my email uh, should pop up, Facebook, um, yeah, I mean, there is really like if you Google Lance Newman, I've, I I do this because I like people <laughs> people put little things that I forget about, and I have like this running list of uh, my like my resume, so I'm always like researching my own name. But like the first page is nothing but ways to get in contact with me. Wonderful, wonderful. Stay tuned for more radio from the people by the people here on your grassroots community station, WFMP Louisville. So as you know, um, we talked about this before 
we started the recording. <laughs> um, we work at the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights, and you had mentioned that you had brought some students here to tour the offices. Um, what were the students doing with you during that time, and what made you want to bring them here? So I was um, hired as a camp counselor for the most part for this like small uh, summer program, and a visit to your all's council was the was part of the field trip package. What was the name of that organization? Ah, I'll say Mama Ya. Mama Ya, though, um, she's a prominent figure in the city. Um, she was the lead of it, and it was her organization. So uh, the organization's name slips my mind. But uh, they needed a chaperone, and I had never, uh, you know, human commission, what, 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 what? You know? <laughs> Like, okay, maybe I'll go, you know, I was, I was excited. I was like, cool. I get to learn something. So we're sitting there, uh, the kids, it was about six of us. Um, they learned a lot. I learned even more, uh, than I normally would. And I need y'all to like, listen here, Louisville was like the fourth, it's one is top five most segregated cities in the nation, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. We have some, y'all have some work to do. Yes. Y'all have some real work to do because there's not, tell me about it's it. so like, and I hear, oh, apartments, like my friends getting apartments, like so much discrimination there. Just, we need to do undercover stings, all right? We need to defund the police, boost your <laughs> budget, and do these like undercover, like, you know, these discriminatory practices outside, out of Louisville. We're too progressive for that. We can't have, keep that, keep that crap in like, you know, Nowhere. Pikeville. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't Nowhere. we don't want the discrimination yeah. anywhere. <laughs> it, it's, it's in our mission statement. We have to eradicate it everywhere. In the state, <laughs> yes. Um, and that is a good point. You know, we, we get a lot of our complaints come from around the state of Kentucky, but we don't get too many from Louisville when we're, you know, it's the largest populated city in the state. And... As you said, yeah, we, we are one of the most segregated cities in, in the, the nation. It's in the DNA of a Louisvillian, though. Like, the segregation and the knowing where to be in town. I mean, when you growing up here, uh, it's a normalcy. So mm -hmm. you don't even, nor do you know about organizations like your own where, you know, we can actually challenge stuff like that. It's this, oh, mm -hmm. I didn't get it. I knew I wasn't going to get it because... You know, my name is blah, 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 Quan. You know, I, I, it's just regular things, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. Regular things that shouldn't be terribly regular. Um, right. But we don't want right. to be regular. I mean, we're in the Hayburn building in downtown Louisville. Um, we're on a bus line. We are currently not open because of COVID, but we're working on some processes. But um, anybody can submit a complaint at any time. Um, we have a uh, website for that. You can reach out on email. You can call in. Um, we need to add texting as an option. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Ooh. I'm just thinking of, you know. Um, a text a text, a text option yeah. would be good. Text That's complaint what option would be good. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think a text option would be good. It would be uh, interesting to figure out how we would, you know, proceed from the text. But I think we could get like a Google voice number and then at least do a follow-up call. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. If somebody just reached out and said, hey, I have a complaint for you to call, like for us to call them whenever we're able to, of course, as soon as possible, usually within what's our timeline? 48 hours. 48 hours. Um, 
I think that that would be a great idea. Yeah, look at that. Let's do it. Thanks, Lance. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Innovation. It's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we also, of course, have social media accounts. So people can always just message on there and say, hey, I really have this thing that I need um, to report. But to your point about um, it, it being in the DNA of people who live here, I, I, I think that that's, that's real. And it's something that we need to find a way to address because mm -hmm. some of us, um, I'm not from Louisville, but I've, I've been here long enough that I, I, I get it. Um, I, can, I can read the room, so to speak. Um, more people need to know, and this is something that we're really trying to build on. This is why we even started this show, um, is we, more people need to know that they do have options. And when they don't get that thing, <clears throat> because of their name or whatever that there's a place to go that's addressing that and looks into it and just to get that out of your dna at some point that where if something doesn't work out and you know that's the reason or you have an inkling that that's the reason that somebody looks into it that you know that there are people that have your back and are going to say no that's not good that's not right um because right now we just think of it as oh it's the way it is and you know mm -hmm. i was about to go Tupac on it, but that, that is the way it is. I was and waiting for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I am known to break into songs random uh, sporadically, so that is... Nice! <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good, too. Um, Kindred spirits. You know, Terrence breaks into song. Maybe we'll get there in a minute. Uh, Lance breaks into <laughs> slant, like poetry, you know, if, if you want to... Yeah, we... Put something out there. We would love to hear it. One of these days. <laughs> we can, we can we'll be in the front row snapping I know. I started snapping a minute ago, and he looked at me. He's probably thinking, man, do I need to edit that out? <laughs> well, no, kind of. I was like, well, well, I wanted to, too. And I was like, wait, how does that sound on a microphone, though? <laughs> it sounded good. I can't snap. I can't snap that great either. It sounds good. I know. I know. Word. <laughs> I can't roll my R's. So. Me either. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't practice that enough. It's not really uh, it's a strange thing to just randomly practice, though. <laughs> I've only taken probably 12 uh, classes in Spanish in my lifetime, which is actually a whole lot. <laughs> and I still can't do it. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but up. Anyway. <laughs> um, so do you have a piece that you would like to share with us today? Uh, Not to put you on the spot or anything. No, no. I have. Right. Exactly. I'm very good with being put on the spot. I have like multiple, very, a lot of my poems memorized. Um, but it's always like, what poem uh, should I say? Now there's one poem that's, it's like really, um, you know, social and or socially based or content, right? And uh, fight the power type thing. And I always uh, use that one when I'm doing like uh, free shows. Um, <laughs> but just no worries. Um, but I, I want to give you guys me. This is an interview about me. Um, so I will do, and I'm going to do one of my poems. Um, it's more of a reading you know it's more it's, it's better read but i feel like if it's a radio show folk are kind of listening to the words being used and might be appreciated okay um, I wonder. 
and you know, I'll share something fun and lively. You know, we can do that too. Um, but it's called West End New Year. Hmm. The crickets learn their cherub after hearing the West End's New Year. No better metronome for the jungle where floating butterflies, stinging bees, and sleeping snakes coexist. The West End brings in the transition with bullets and prayers that we don't stray. God made it windy tonight for a reason. So the atmosphere would carry celebrations of heated metal away from black bodies for once. The West End of Louisville, where ammunition that bore the name of an op all year has expired. And so is fired into the forgiving sky. Your ears can pick up on your neighbor's caliber as next door often quiet decides to let that thing off a bit. The sleeping children and hood-like fireworks rest above our heads, lulled to sleep by every victory shot of joyous breath. Thank, thank you. We, yeah. we were snapping, but we had to turn the mics down a little bit for the, the passing cars. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I, yeah. But you know, I, you know, I just always think it's interesting how we, um, uh, I don't know. There's something about the West End. So, like, I'm from Louisville. I have lived all around Louisville, um, living with my mother. My father lived in Detroit, so my mother would. Um, I feel like we didn't stay in a we didn't stay in a place longer than like two or three years. So I've had the opportunity to kind of live all around Louisville, um, but the West End is where I find myself most comfortable. Um, you know, I can jog. I can see faces that aren't looking at me strange or uh, wondering, you know, all types of stuff. The, all those little small implicit bias and uh, intuition that comes from being black, living somewhere is not predominantly black. It's just, it's just more comfortable. So um, I thought that poem would just be a nice ode to the West. I, again, I'm not from here, but I think that at least from my my understanding, I think that that captures it really well. Um, two things, um, this whole kindred spirit thing. My dad is in Detroit. <laughs> so that just- What? <laughs> He's so, out of West Side. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Since that is was, an important question, four. Terrence. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 27 years past that. So I don't know. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll ask my sister. She talks to him, so she knows. Um, but then right I, I think what you just said is really important about you've been all around Louisville and you have a space where you're most comfortable because of the things you don't have to worry about where you are. And that's something people, and I can't speak for others, um, but I know for me as a man, I can't think of what some women might be feeling in a Straight space mm. and so i don't know exactly mm. what it feels like to worry about some of the things that they have to worry about but at the same time that's something other people don't consider for people like us 
where there are spaces where you're frankly safer and you can exist as yourself a little bit more freely because of the the people around i think that's something that you know should be a little bit more common knowledge for people to know that you have a you feel safe most places we feel safe in this small on like this small encapsulated <laughs> space where we have 10 blocks but you have 50 states and that's it's mm. it's it's just mm-hmm. a, a thing <laughs> and even then i mean i know far too many fellow white people as a white person that literally don't go past Ninth Street. I even know people of color that never lived in the West End that don't know go past Ninth Street. And I'm just like, you're missing a whole half of our own city <laughs> and so many community engagement opportunities when you segregate yourself, your own self. Nobody's yep. telling you not to go over there. Yep, exactly. Or people are telling you not to go over there. Um, well, that's true. Well, it's not the... But... <laughs> That's the have... that's the thing though, right? It's layered, right? Mm-hmm. There's yep. it's there's people telling you there's lack of opportunity or businesses that you actually would frequent, so there's no need to like actually go there. There's no entertainment coming from there. There's no right. It's layered. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's layered yeah, it reasons is. why. It is. But when you when you take initiative to learn your city and you take initiative to be a part of the community, then then that means the community as a whole, and that means straight up. Straight all up. cities, all all parts of the city, and all of the streets. Oh, are you turning this into doing all areas matter speech, Brittany? Ew. <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. And my stomach turned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'm going to say West End matters. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. That should be. I have been go. to cooler places in the West End than. <laughs> pretty much anywhere else in the city besides my own neighborhood i'd say i think that would be a really nice shirt or something to raise money for community programs mm. in that the west end. That look would. at us coming up with all these ideas today west end <laughs> matters with a little spread love logo at the bottom you got that come on now come on. i hear you <laughs> come on now i mean you guys y'all have to understand you saying like it's a lot of ideas. This is the creative nature of a creative, right? And mm-hmm. we need more creatives in these places where decisions are being made, straight up and down. Um, the there's a project on Fourth Street. Have you all Hayburn Builders right there? Have you all walked up and down Fourth Street to um, between Broadway and Chestnut and Every saw day. the poetry in the side? A couple times yes. a day, yeah. <laughs> love, mm-hmm. love in the street. That's the name of that project. Um, I proposed that to the city. Um, we curated like I had a hundred or so submissions from local poets. I narrowed it down to twenty, and that's what we engraved in the in the sidewalk. That's beautiful to know. I've literally <laughs> so Terrence started working here a little bit before I did, and when we have our walks, um, which is very important for that creative process also, um, and to see what we want to do and how we want to implement it um, in the commission. You know, I, I was immediately like, where did this stuff yep. come from? <laughs> like, who did this? We've stopped, we've stopped to take pictures of them. Yes. And, yeah. Nice. They're wonderful. And nice. so many people probably don't even know that that exists, which is, you know, another piece missing yeah. from the puzzle. We should, um, we should add the, the pictures of those because we, we've gone and taken pictures of those civil rights markers along mm-hmm. 4th Street. But I think mm-hmm. some of that poetry can go with that as well from 
you know, we're talking about the sit-ins and civil rights movements, but also we can talk about expression. And because civil rights was about expression, pretty much, Mm -hmm. is being able to openly be you. And so I think some of that can tie into, and I think that that's something, just people need to know what's over there. So you said Mm -hmm. you helped do that. What project was that called? It's called Love in the Street. Love in the Street. The Lits Project. Okay. Very good to know. You just answered an ongoing question (laughs) that we had in the background. Yes. There's so many. I'll share a poll. Go ahead. I was going to say, there are so many just different things that we've noticed on 4th Street just during our creative walks. And just that's, we'll just have to keep talking to you and we'll know what all these things mean (laughs) at some point. We found, yeah, yeah, we found different signs around it. And it's like, oh, what does this mean? So now we'll just ask you. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. No, um, that, that went into the idea of it too. Like, where should we place um, these different ones. Ah, I, I can't answer sketch. My fault. Um, I need to put my phone on airplane mode. Jeez. Uh, what you call it? My poem, uh, I have a haiku on that space. And it's called, um, or, and it says, um, surrounded by red, seated <laughs> at the bellies, oh, excuse me, seated at the river's belly, the city grows wild. Yes, I stopped at that one. Was it yesterday <laughs> it or two yes. days ago? It was, it was so Monday. It we was just Monday. started walking on the other side of the street more than we were before. Um, mostly because, you know, the change in the weather and there's more sun Somebody's on that side. Somebody's cold on one side yes. of the street. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I saw that one and I literally just stopped in my tracks and I was like, man, these are so great. And it's like always finding something different. I love it. What's funny is it was right by a plant that she also noticed and took pictures of. Well. And so it was like it was like her little spot. She was in heaven right there. I was. I was. Love. <laughs> you know. Look at that. Listening Look to Congress that. and stepping away to enjoy the outs. That's that's the whole necessary. point. That is the whole point. Well, See a reflection of that. ourselves in our city. Seriously, thank you for doing that. I, I know I appreciate it when mm-hmm. I see those. Love. Same. More uh, to come. Oh, oh, some news, I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think I interrupted you. Um, you started to say something about sharing something, and then I started talking, so I apologize for that. No, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> um, what was I talking about sharing? I think I was uh, I was probably going to move on to uh, other projects that so like Roots and Wings. Are you all familiar with Roots and Wings? That just opened right on 4th Street. No, nope. this that was a uh, it sounds like a restaurant and I didn't have anything to do with that name <laughs> or else it would have been it would have been better. But um, no, Roots and Wings was a multidisciplinary artistry group uh, that existed between 2000 and for uh was it 2015 huh so i i'm trying to remember i'm trying to get my timeline straight but when i worked for metro council um Mm. and i was processing some things that came in from people wanting to start some groups or some pro for some programs and i remember because I, i worked for district six which encompasses like california and um surrounding areas in the West End, nice. and I remember seeing that somewhere. And so when you said yeah. it, I'm si- I'm sitting here trying to go back to reading 
the forms to get more of a an understanding of what it was or is. Yeah, no, I they they seeing it. Yeah, no, that they were uh, we were um, granted Art Place America grant for a quarter million dollars, a little bit over a quarter million. Um, but where did that money go? Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> we can talk about other stuff. Um, visual artist. I mean, y'all t- pick my brain. I'm trying to think of what the place was called that just opened on 4th Street that I <laughs> thought so was funny. a creative yeah. studio. <laughs> Um, it wasn't a, it's not a restaurant, I don't think. Um, that did sound like a restaurant though, really. It did, right? (laughs) Roots and wings? What? It sounds, it sounds like a natural food, like (laughs) like vegan wings is what I'm thinking of when you said that. Interesting. Interesting. Like heart and soy. (gasps) I do love some heart and soy though. (laughs) No, it's the place that is new, um, where the crafts was on 4th and Chestnut. Um, there's a new like creative space there, but I can't for the life of me think of what it just. No, you're talking. Nope, I'm not going to give my thought because it's not. They don't have. They're about to be um, a group. It's a. It's the creative. Ah, Rihanna Nicole, Ashley, Kathy, um, some other folk had just started it. It's called. but it's not the storefront, so you keep looking for what you're looking for. Meanwhile, I will talk about this black uh, collective that has just started. Ooh, um, do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. What you call it? Fun for the Arts has uh, creative creatives of color oh, launch. Yeah. Creatives of color collective. There you go. Boom. Um, Alonzo Ramon, so that, Morgan Young, and Ashley Kathy. There you go. Boom. Yeah, no, that's going to be a, that's going to be a cool thing. They'll end up having some space. Um, I believe next to the Brown theater so that, um, uh, I know it's the fun for the arts owns that space, but whatever studio space is next to the Brown theater, which is exactly what we're facing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. If I look out the window, I'm looking at the space above and next to the Brown theater. So, Oh, is that the art space that we've been wondering what's in there? Yes. 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 Art space. Okay. And then it yep. says create space next to it. Hmm. So. Right. Who knew? <laughs> Everything's just connecting. <laughs> it's the goal. Um, Southern Fry will be coming back in 2021. That's okay. a that's a big a big deal as well. Uh, we'll see what COVID does. Um, so hopefully people, people wear their mask. Yeah, that's usually a summertime event, correct? If I remember yep. correctly. Okay. So for people who might be interested in that, what? how could someone get a little bit more information or possibly be part of it for 2021? Um, go to Um or just type in Southern Fried Poetry Slam. Uh, you'll find all that information. Um, or you can also reach out to me. I am the... Um, oh, director. I am the host city director. Okay. Um, we've got some big sponsorships to announce and it's going to be better than ever. We'll be at the palace is June 8th through the 10th. No, excuse me. June 8th through the 12th. Um, we'll be at the Louisville palace and Mercury ballroom and encore on fourth. Wow. I feel like those will be some amazing spaces to hear some poetry in. Come on now. 
I'm Brittany, were you able to go to Southern Fry? No, I used to. <laughs> I used to work um, in the residential whenever Southern Fried was um, in Louisville. The the two years, mm. right, that they were in Louisville back to back. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, um, yeah, and I couldn't get out of you know that residential long hour work life. So. <laughs> no worries. That's why I'm bringing it back. I can't wait. That is so exciting. I will definitely go. Yeah, Southern Fried collects um, or brings. 32 different cities or excuse me, 32 teams from 32 different cities uh, to Louisville to bout it out uh, for a three day competition. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So sorry, when I start talking lately, it just doesn't work, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is great for doing a radio show on a podcast. But let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the perfect thing to happen. Um, didn't want to take up too much more of your time, but I did, cool. as a man who does things, um, <laughs> it, where can, if people want, I know we can look you up, but where can we find some of these things? And or is there anything you really want to promote or talk about that's happening soon that we should check out? Not just right? uh, not just in next June, but something that might be coming up soon that you want to make sure people know about. Right. Definitely. Um, again, if you want to reach out, just you're gonna to have to look me up and find me because I'm sorry. But what I will say though, um, there's tons of stuff coming up. So the K Max Slams are starting back. Um, they will be on the weekends, um, and we also have a partnership with Metro, so we're going to be doing outdoor events, um, and we'll have all the commodities you know heating lamps tarps for snowy or rainy days so on and so forth um the first one is slated for october 31st um that date may change uh due to some other stuff that's going on in the city but you all can follow kmac um museum the kmac museum for more information about when that comes out um i will be playing mercutio in Actors Theater's upcoming Romeo and Juliet. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And is that going to be virtual? Yeah, so they'll be filming it. It'll be like a movie. Oh, wow. And that comes out in February. Screenwriter and actor over here. (laughs) Yes. I told you, many hats. I I love it. The Renaissance man. (laughs) Mm, Renaissance, Renaissance. Um, What else? Yeah, and then there's this, uh, oh, Tearing Down Walls. The Tearing Down Walls Project um, is a Fun for the Arts uh, sponsored event where local visual artists will be painting on boards um, that are plastered against downtown businesses. And once they are taken down, uh, those pieces will then be auctioned um, and people can can purchase those. So I'll be creating a board for that as well. Nice. I like that. I saw that some people have started doing a little bit more art lately. Mm-hmm. Um, is that part of the project kickstarting or is that separate? Yeah, it was. Uh, don't quote me, but I think um, Encore on 4th Street. That's, um, that's where they are yeah. that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's where they are. So like it kind of started with that business owner, Tawana. Um, and it has branched out to a bigger thing. Wonderful. And many businesses are already taking down their boards, which, yep. you know, 
if we go back to that community request, that's kind of what we're asking, right? Be a part of the community, have conversations, don't board yourself yeah. up. Yeah, people are no fears, man. Uh, the the our biggest fears can be, you know, pushed away or you know wiped away with the conversation, mm-hmm. and it's just making people willing to have that conversation. I really and that's another action. reason why art, <laughs> huh? And some action, conversation, and, and some action. action. Right, right, right. We have. <laughs> Oh, good job, Brittany. We have been having the <laughs> conversations like a mug so many times, but we need to now put action behind that. Um, but yeah, through the arts, I believe that that's where that conversation slash action happens. So hopefully we'll you know, keep it up. I agree. Same. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lance. Um, I appreciate, you know, you being here with us today. You coming in last minute us giving you 18 different time frames <laughs> and three different platforms and you are a trooper um for somebody that does have so many hats you kept it together with <laughs> all of that whiplash so i just it's covid <laughs> all is forgiven <laughs> i just really want to make sure that i express uh like i said i i've followed you in your path for quite a while and it's you, been a wonderful journey to witness and I've been so inspired by everything you do for this community and I'm, I just know it's going to keep prospering and we're going to keep seeing more Straight from up. you. Straight up. So thank you for that. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Seriously. And hopefully we can. No, we can... I appreciate y'all. And we'll, we got some work to do, man. Y'all need yep. to send me undercover. We, <laughs> well, we can't talk, we'll talk about, about it, that off air. But... <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much, and we'll we'll catch up again soon. Okay, thanks, right, guys. Thanks. Bye. See you all later. The music you hear throughout this recording was produced by Esquire Music alongside Spice Productions. If you enjoyed this show. Check out some of the other great programming here on Forward Radio, such as Depth and Weight, Joe and Annie's amazing, heartfelt exploration of the battle against addiction. It airs here on 106.5 FM every Sunday at 2 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., and Tuesday at 2 p.m.